Welcome to 7-Minute Torah. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. In this podcast, we explore the weekly Torah portion in about 7 to 10 minutes. We make modern meaning out of ancient texts, exploring them through liberal Jewish eyes. Sometimes it's just me, and other weeks I'm in conversation with another rabbi or a Jewish thought leader. Let's begin before the beginning, shall we? The rabbis tell this really interesting story in the Midrash that before God created the world, before God made the trees or the plants or the humans or the animals or the universe as we know it, first, God created the Torah. They say that the Torah had to come first. The Torah was a kind of a blueprint for everything else. In fact, Rabbi Banai is quoted to have said, Ha'ulam umlo'o lo nivra ela Torah. The world and everything in it were only created by the merit of the Torah. Now, I'm not saying I believe this story literally. I mean, this is rabbinic midrash. These are the stories that the rabbis tell about stories in the Torah. And they do so in order to discuss values or to drive home points or to talk about things that they believe. And in this case, I think that the point the rabbis are making is that wisdom and study and learning are absolutely fundamental to the world, to the universe, and to what it is to live in the world. They even quote the book of Proverbs, where wisdom says, Adonai konani reshit darko, God created me at the outset. So, from the very beginning, or before the beginning of the Torah, we have this idea that part of what it is to be a human being is to commit yourself to ongoing learning and to the knowledge that you have a lot to learn. So here we are, ready to start Season 4 of 7-Minute Torah. Here we are, ready to begin the Torah all over again, to plunge into a book that many of us have read time and time again, and yet that we continue to return to because we know that we still have a lot to learn from the text and from talking about it with each other. So let me say a few things. First of all, I want to welcome back all of those who've been listening for a while. I started this podcast on a whim three years ago, and I cannot believe how it's grown into a learning community of hundreds and hundreds of people. I also want to welcome all those who are joining us this week for the beginning of Season 4. I'm really glad that you're here. I'm excited that you're taking this journey of learning with us. I also want to say a big thank you to those who support 7-Minute Torah on a weekly basis. We have a small but growing number of supporters who give a small amount each week to help support the production of this podcast. What you're really doing is helping to support the creation of inclusive liberal Jewish learning. For those who would like to become supporters, you can do so through patreon.com, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com, slash 7-Minute Torah. And I also want to say a huge thank you to our three newest supporters this week. Thank you to Ann Sharp. Thank you to Sandy Sharp, both of them from right here in Toronto. And thank you to Rabbi Judith Lazarus Siegel, who is the senior rabbi of Temple Judea, in Coral Gables, Florida. Rabbi Siegel's a fellow Louisiana Jew. We both grew up in New Orleans. 
and I'm thrilled that she and some members of her community are part of this learning community. One more quick thing, I announced this last week, that this week I am beginning two new Zoom Torah study groups for people who want to do some study face-to-face. One, for those who feel like beginners to Torah study, and it meets on Tuesday afternoons, and the other, which meets on Fridays, for anybody who wants to dig more deeply into the text. And even if you've missed the first week, you can still join us. This is an ongoing opportunity to dig more deeply into Torah and to have some really great conversations along the way. And I'll put the instructions for how to register for that in the episode notes of this podcast, or you can just go to my website, micahstreifer.com, and click on Torah Study. Now, even though the rabbis begin before the beginning, the Torah begins at the beginning, literally at the beginning, Bereshit bara Elohim, in the beginning God created. What we're really reading about in Bereshit, in the Torah's opening parsha is the ancient Israelite story, or more accurately, several ancient Israelite stories, about where it all comes from. What is the origin of the world and why? Why does it exist? As liberal Jews, we're not here to read the Torah as literal history. I don't believe that Genesis 1 actually tells the scientific origin of the universe and everything that exists. I don't think the Torah is a science textbook. I think it's a book of ideas and questions, a book of stories and laws and poems and other various kinds of literature that help us think about what it means to be human, to live in the world, to have responsibilities, to have relationships, and that help us ask questions and raise discussions about those things. So it's along those lines that I want to look together at the Torah's story about the creation of human beings. This is Genesis chapter 1, starting at verse 26. It says, Vayomer Elohim na'ase adam betsalmenu kidmutenu. God said, Let us make humankind in our image, after our likeness. They shall rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the cattle, the whole earth, and all the creeping things that creep on earth. And God created humankind in the divine image, creating it in the image of God, creating them male and female. Now, it's worth noting that this is not the only story of humanity's creation in the Torah. Genesis chapter 2 tells quite a different story about where humans came from. And that's the familiar story of Adam and Eve and the rib and God breathing life into human beings. And if you want more about that, I'd invite you to go back and listen to my 2020 podcast on Bereshit, where I talked about the two creation stories. But if we just look at this one for a moment, we can see a couple of really interesting things. First of all, the idea that human beings were created in the image of God, it says, in our image and after our likeness. This is actually kind of a favorite topic in liberal Judaism. We love to talk about this idea that all humans were created in God's image. But what does it mean? First of all, it's very possible that originally, in sort of the mythological origins of the Torah, that this meant something quite physical. 
There's a passage later on in the parasha in Genesis chapter 5, where it essentially says that first God created Adam in God's image, and then Adam created his son Seth in his image. So it's very possible that early Israelites believed that God looked like humans and that humans had been created in the physical form and likeness of God. That wouldn't be so surprising considering what we know about other mythologies of the ancient world that often had human-shaped gods in them. But if that was the case, if that is a very ancient, primordial, pre-Israelite kind of belief, it's not a belief that lasted very long into Jewish history. By the time of the medieval commentators, it's really clear that for most of them, the idea of Tselem Elohim, the idea of the divine image, has come to mean something that's not physical at all. They can't even stomach the idea that God would have an image, because of course the Torah elsewhere says that God has no image or likeness. So what does it mean to be created in God's image? One really interesting explanation comes from Maimonides, or the Rambam, who is a 12th century Spanish-Egyptian philosopher, rabbi, who wrote in his Guide of the Perplexed, which is his philosophical treatise, that the word selem, which we're translating to mean image, doesn't refer to a physical form at all. He says that it's selem is that which constitutes the essence of the thing. In other words, what makes a thing what it is. So what is it that makes humans what they are? What is the divine selem in which we've been created? He says that in the case of humanity, it is that constituent which gives us human perception, which gives us intellectual perception. So for the Rambam, Selim Elohim, the divine image, isn't a physical image, but rather an intellectual capacity, an ability to learn, an ability to discern things, maybe an ability to make choices based on our learning. I like the idea that that's a divine thing, that that ability to learn and choose is a little piece of God within us. I think it can also give us a sense of responsibility. If you have a God-given gift of discernment, a God-given gift to learn and choose, then you have a responsibility to make responsible choices. You have a responsibility to choose things that will be good for yourself and the people around you and the world. And at the end of the day, I think that's one of the messages of this parasha, that humans are given great power and they also have great responsibility. That's what I like to call the Spider-Man theory of religion. The reality of our human history is that we haven't always made the best choices, that we haven't always used our intellect for good and for betterment. The rabbis understood that as well, which is why they tell the following story. This is also from the Midrash, from Genesis Rabbah, chapter 8. And it essentially tells that when God went to create human beings, God wasn't sure that it was the best idea. So God needed some advice, some counsel, and went to the angels and said, Adam, Shall we make humans? And the angels divided themselves into factions, some of them arguing yes, and some of them arguing no. So the angel of love said, Sure, create humans because they will perform acts of love. The angel of truth said, No, don't create them because they will tell falsehoods. 
The angel of righteousness said, Create them, they will do righteous deeds. And the angel of peace said, Don't create them, they will make war. So the angels are all arguing and debating over whether human beings should be made. And Rav Huna says that while that was going on, God kind of snuck off and made Adam, and then came back to the angels and said, What are you all arguing about? Na'ase Adam. The human being is already made. So I think this story reveals a concern, and it's one that we all share. We human beings are capable of great goodness and of great evil. We are capable of great righteousness and also of hurting each other and hurting our world. Maybe it would have been better if we were never created. I don't know. But that's not the story that the Torah is telling, and it's not the story that the rabbis are telling. What our tradition is saying to us is, we're here. Na'aseh Adam. Human beings have been created. Therefore, we have a responsibility to use our powers for good as much as is humanly possible. Pun intended. It doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. God knows we're not. But it does mean that we can continually become better, that we can always learn, that we can always choose, that we can always make different choices than we made before. And maybe at the end of the day, that's what's divine or godly about us. That's what it means to be created in the image of God, that we have this incredible capacity to use our power for good. And even if that's not what we did last time, it can still be what we do next time. So with those thoughts in mind, we'll begin our journey back into Torah. Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to all the learning that we'll do together in the coming months. Before I go, just a quick reminder that this week of Bereshit, the week of October 18th, 2022, we are launching two new Torah study groups by Zoom. This is for anyone who wants to study the weekly Torah portion and who wants to do it through an inclusive, liberal Jewish lens. We're going to have great conversations about the Torah and about the commentaries and about the ideas that arise from these texts for our own lives. So if you'd like to join us, and I hope you will, you can just go to my website, micahstreifer.com, and at the top you'll see a place to click on Torah Study. And there's lots of information there, and you can register right there on that page. And as always, if you have any questions, just email me at rabbistreifer at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to 7-Minute Torah. If you enjoy this program, please consider becoming a sponsor at patreon.com slash 7-Minute Torah. To join one of our new weekly Torah study discussions on Zoom, go to micahstreifer.com and click on Torah Study.